Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Katafimo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We've got a great interview coming up. I had the opportunity to talk with Bailey from Foolish Baseball, the face, the voice, the CEO, the president of that YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Foolish Baseball. He runs a great series on there called Baseball Bits, covers a lot of topics related to baseball. It is so great. Go check that out. Go give him a subscribe uh, on YouTube. It's so weird to talk to somebody that you're already a fan of because I've been watching Bailey's videos since I believe the Tim LaCastro video that came out. Uh, let's see here, it came about five months ago, and then I just went into this deep dive of watching his videos, and uh, it is so good, and I highly suggest checking it out. Again, youtube.com slash foolishbaseball. Go check it out. It was a great interview, and I'm going to send you to that right now. So enjoy this interview with me and Bailey of Foolish Baseball. Okay, I am joined by a man whose voice probably sounds familiar to a few of you, but uh, for me this is pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, talking to Bailey from Foolish Baseball, a fantastic YouTube channel that he runs. Uh, currently, you, you have 97,000 subscribers on YouTube, and uh, you run a series called Baseball Bits. Ladies and gentlemen, Foolish Baseball himself, Bailey. Man, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me, Philip. I'm very happy to have you, man. I'm actually a pretty big fan of your channel. I... I think I stumbled in around the Tim LaCastro video, and then I kind of did a little deep dive on your channel, and I've been basically watching every uh, every episode of Baseball Bits ever since. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan, i got to say. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And, you know, that's a good time to get into it, honestly. Tim LaCastro video came out right as the season was ending, so hopefully, you know, Baseball Bits will continue to serve to be a good source of baseball content for people when there's no actual baseball on. So we'll start from the beginning. Uh, your channel, Foolish Baseball, like I said, at the time of recording, has 97,000 subscribers. How did your channel start? Um, you know, I, I started it actually not doing uh, Baseball Bits, which is the main series now. I started making uh, videos about the video game Out of the Park Baseball, uh, which is a sort of GM manager simulation type series that you can play on your computer. Um, and after I did that for a few months, then I transitioned over to making the uh, Baseball Bits content, which is you know 10 to 15 minutes, something that's kind of uh, educational, but also uh, entertaining and you know analyzing players and having fun with numbers. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for the past, um, I think the first Baseball Bits I made would have been about a year and a half ago, if that sounds right. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. And, um, uh, you know, in the last uh, year or so, it's become a full-time venture for me. What are some of your inspirations uh, to starting the channel and talking mainly about baseball? Yeah, I mean, so, I, you know, baseball has been a, a big part of my life, so I, I kind of knew that I uh, wanted to do something in baseball. I, you know, when I was starting the channel, it wasn't ever seen as something that I would do for uh, a career or, or a living. It was just, you know, a hobby. So I definitely, you know, had an interest in baseball. I, you know, I read Moneyball when I was uh, probably 12 or 13, and that kind of got me interested in uh, the sabermetric uh, approach to the game, which is one that I uh, talk about a lot on my channel. I try to make that more accessible for people. And then, as, yeah, as far as just, you know, who inspires me to make videos, you know, I, I, I draw my inspiration um, not entirely from people who make videos about sports, but from people who, you know, make videos about, say, film, film reviews or, or things like that. Or, um, you know, there's a lot of content like that on YouTube these days where 
um, that's, uh, I would say, is that blend of education and, and information, you know, that blend of uh, entertainment and information. And I just try to be a part of that, you know, and, and uh, expose people to some new baseball ideas. You know, I, I watch a lot of these essay-esque sort of videos. Like you mentioned, some people make them about films. You're more on the sports side. Uh, and, and I always have, this is more, I guess, of a, of a question slash sort of a praise for you, is uh, as somebody who's a broadcaster, presentation and voice and something to me is something that I always kind of pick out when I watch these videos. And I have to say that you are probably one of the more entertaining uh, sort of essay video segments or, or channels, I should say, uh, I always find that your videos extremely fascinating and uh, and and very very entertaining. I usually kind of get lost. A lot of guys kind of fall into the same sort of delivery and style. What sort of has set you apart from everyone else? Yeah, I, I wonder about that myself. I mean, <laughs> I think part of it is that um, you know I'm not like I don't mind like the man with the golden radio voice or something like that, but it's not something I'm really self conscious about either. You know, people. Um, you know, I recently I did some content that involved me being in front of camera, for example, and I found that to be, you know, completely alienating compared to, you know, talking to the microphone, which I feel quite comfortable doing now. Um, but yeah, I think um, a big element of it is just um, how I'm able to sort of organize my thoughts. I think that's very important. I studied history in college, so um, I learned how to write in sort of the sort of authoritative way where I'm always focused on the thesis and I'm always, you know, making sure to address my counter argument. And honestly, that that education has informed the way that I write and present in the baseball channel. You made videos about well-known players like Juan Soto, Clayton Kershaw, but you've also gone to the more obscure route, videos like Tim LaCastro, Earl Weaver, Jeff Mathis, and Haas Radburn. Uh, a lot of guys that I've never even heard of. I mean, uh, there are a few of them I have. But uh, do you enjoy making the videos about more obscure players or the ones that are a little more about the, the sort of well-known guys? Well, I think lately it's definitely been more of an emphasis on the obscure players. And um, there was a period there, and you brought it up too, you know, where I made uh, I had a stretch of videos where it was about Strasburg, it was about Mike Trout, it was about Kershaw, it was about Juan Soto, there was one about Willie Mays in there. And um, when I made the video, for example, about Tim LaCastro, um, that was kind of in a, a wake-up call for me that I didn't necessarily have to lean on uh, big-name players to get a lot of people to watch my videos. So I think that's been definitely a focus for the channel lately is to is to actually not focus on superstar players and instead focus on players that just interest me personally, and that includes people like, you know, Jeff Mathis, uh, a catcher who I made a video about quite recently. Do you feel that the uh, emphasis on statistics, you know, obviously your your channel is very statistics-driven, uh, and a lot of, you know, baseball purists, quote-unquote, sort of find that the, the statistics side of baseball has sort of overcome the sort of usual scouting and, and going out and seeing guys. Do you think that the uh, emphasis of statistics in the current game is hurting the game or improving it? Um, I would say overall it's certainly improving it. Now, um, there are some things that I certainly have hesitations about. I think one big thing... Uh, that's been a trend in baseball is the three true outcomes movement. You see guys who, um, you know, aren't afraid to strike out, and you have so many plate appearances that end in either uh, a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. And I actually think balls in play are really important, and I'd like to see uh, what the league does in, uh, you know, in the next few years to hopefully introduce, uh, uh, you know, incentives to to put the ball in play more, because I think that's ultimately where the entertainment comes from. So I don't really care for like that style of playing. But I, I, it does allow us. It does allow baseball players to become better, you know. And I think that's that's what ultimately makes the product better. You know, managers make better decisions. Um, talented baseball players 
are able to reach their full potential uh, when they utilize technology in terms uh, to uh, help bolster their player development. So I think it's definitely good for the game. Um, and, you know, with my channel, I think the mission is just to take some of those things um, that the purists would criticize and uh, just show that, you know, sabermetrics, analytics, whatever you want to call it, um, is actually good for the game. And, uh, and the way I do that is by celebrating players rather than, you know, trying to tear them down. Now, obviously, this show is called Believe in Angels, and you have quite a bromance going with current second baseman for the Los Angeles Angels, David Fletcher. Can you tell us a little bit about your bromance with the second baseman? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not alone in it. There's, you know, people on, uh, you know, Angels fans who are terminally online, I would say, um, seem to also share this obsession with David Fletcher. I think there is an element of the fact that he is a throwback. His contact rate is extremely high. He hits for average. He doesn't hit for a lot of power. Um but what he does bring to the Angels that I enjoy the most is his defensive versatility. He can play uh, plus defense at you know second base, shortstop, third base, in the outfield. He might even play some center field uh, if you know if we get uh, some ball games going in 2020. So that's kind of what I appreciate about him is um, that that versatility is very cool. The fact that he uh, is able to be successful with a style of baseball that was. You know, he basically would have been a star in the 80s. Like, he would have been like an all-star. So uh, I really like David Fletcher. And, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, the way I see it, like the, the Angels are filled with, like, superhuman-type players. Like, Otani is just unbelievable. Trout has, you know, been the best player in the game for the past decade or so. And, it, you know, these guys are fun to watch, but there's, they're not really – there's nothing relatable about them. They're just superhuman. Whereas Fletcher, you know, he's got kind of this scrappy guy who makes contact. And I think that's kind of what's endeared him to – uh, Angels fans and baseball fans everywhere. You know, I definitely agree. I, I am a big fan of David Fletcher. I also really want, very much love his his sort of versatility to play second in the outfield and literally everywhere else. Uh, just kind of a quick question here. You see guys like Michael Lorenzen and Shohei Otani and now in some ways Jose Bautista playing both sides, uh, uh, pitching and hitting. Are we going to see a little bit more of that in the future? I know you've done a video on it, but uh, I was just curious if you wanted to give me if, if any information if, if you think that that is going to be a continuing trend in the MLB. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to see like another Otani anytime soon, a, a player who's you know an ace-caliber pitcher and a middle-of-the-lineup everyday hitter as well. Um, but I do think we are going to see you know um, more players who take you know uh, a couple hundred plate appearances a year and throw some innings, like more like a you know a Michael Lorenzen type potentially. And uh, yeah, I think that starts um, with how teams approach it. And what we're seeing now is that. Teams are willing to try players as two-way players, uh, you know, at the pro level. You know, uh, Jake Cronenworth um, is, um, uh, I believe, a former Ray now. He was traded. But, um, you know, you have these guys that are uh, lurking around in seemingly many minor league systems who uh, are honing their skills as two-way players. And uh, so I think, you know, I think we're going to see more two-way players that pitch them and hit them. whether we're going to see any Otani or Babe Ruth types, I don't really think so. I think that's a pretty uh, insane skill set to have. But the fact of the matter is there's 26 roster spots. There's, um, uh, there's, a, lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of innings to be thrown. There's, teams are utilizing more players than ever in ter- over the course of the season. So I definitely think that you're going to see more two-way players, more of an emphasis on just versatility in general uh, in the coming years in baseball. Now, obviously, COVID-19 has continued to uh, sort of become the biggest pest in the world. Uh, do you think that we're going to have an MLB season this year? Yeah. So I was talking to a, a friend of mine about this just a, a little bit ago, and I said uh, I think it's 50-50 uh, as far as whether we'll have a season or not, just a toss-up. 
Um, I, I hope that if, um, you know, things do start to clear up, that uh, MLB would be willing to uh, both play a shortened season. I don't really know how shortened it would be. I, I, I put my breaking point in 81 games. You know, if it gets to a point where everything's good, but we have to play a 50-game season, I'd rather just not play the season, to be honest with you. Um, but if we could get, you know, 81 games in the season, I would watch that. Uh, and the other thing I would hope they'd be willing to do is play in front of no fans um, for a substantial uh, portion of that season. Um, so that's that's up to them. We'll see. Um, you know, obviously, baseball's not the most important thing right now, but I, I'm really curious um, to see what direction this goes. I certainly hope there's baseball this year, but I, I also, you know, you have to worry about everybody's safety first. Of course, and if we do have that sort of uh, last-ditch effort 50-game season, do you think we could see teams who are usually bad in a full season maybe make a run at the playoffs, a team like the Blue Jays or the Orioles or the Marlins, some of those sort of bottom-of-the-barrel teams make a really weird run in a uh, shortened season? I mean, it could certainly happen. I mean, I looked at, um, you know, like you said, 50-game season. If the season had ended at 50 games last year, the Phillies would have won the National League East. So. Uh, and the Nats would have, who were the champions, would have missed the playoffs by quite a few games. Um, so yeah, when you have a, a smaller sample size like that, that could definitely happen. I think, um, you know, I don't know about the Orioles, but I definitely think a team like the Marlins in a an already competitive, you know, in at least where there's not an elite team over a small sample size. I mean, you have to watch out for just about everyone, and you have you'd be getting into, you know, the last week of the season, and the vast vast majority of the league would still be in contention for for a playoff spot, so it'd be interesting, and that's almost why I wouldn't advocate for it. So let's do a little comparison here. In five years, who do you think will have a better career, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. or Fernando Tatis Jr.? Ooh, that's a tough one. I like that question. I would have to say, oh, gosh, this is really tough. <laughs> um, five years, I'm going to give it to, oh, this is tough. I'm going to say Fernando Tatis Jr., final answer. I just think the fact of the matter is that Guerrero's going to um, end up moving to first base or DH sooner than sooner rather than later, and that Tatis can stick around uh, at shortstop potentially uh, really bolsters his value. I think probably Guerrero's going to be a better hitter, but as far as overall total career, next five years, I'll take Tatis. So, uh, like we mentioned, obviously it's no secret that the stupid coronavirus is still continuing. So, a guy like you who is so focused on baseball, a lot of your content is baseball-driven. We have no sports right now. What are you doing to pass the time during this crisis? I mean, I'm, I'm doing double time as far as, uh, you know, my work. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, regardless of whether there is baseball or not, uh, I'm going to be trying to upload two baseball bits a month, April through October. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, and during the off season, it's been more like one a month. So I'm definitely, you know, plunging myself deeper into my work than I would be. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, um, for, you know, for the people who are, have a real hunger for baseball right now, um, you know, you can watch, uh, pretty much, uh, not, not 2019, but, you know, 2009 through 2018, you can watch pretty much any regular season game you want on YouTube. So you could watch some of the classic games. Uh, you could go to the channel, YouTube, uh, MLB Vault. They have they have a lot of the classic games up there, classic World Series games. Uh, you can watch, you know, some no hitters or perfect games. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, NPB and KBO. That's the uh, Japanese and Korean uh, top level leagues, respectively. Like they're they're trending in a direction where they're gonna um, uh, play a, a pretty regular schedule. So I might just get into that as well for the time being. 
I got a couple buddies who I went to college with who are getting really into Australian football. Uh, that kind of just brings a, and I, a question just now. Uh, do you think that we're going to see, because of this this lockdown of American sports, do you think we're going to see more popular – let me rephrase this. Do you think we're going to see more Americans focusing on Australian football or Japanese baseball or Korean baseball? Do you think we're going to start to see more people get interested in non-American baseball, I guess, is the question? I could see that for sure. I mean, you know, it depends on, um, you know, if I were um, running these leagues, for example, I would definitely try to capitalize. I would try to put together, you know, in some sort of way so that Americans could access uh, the game and stream it. Um, I think another thing that's going to get a big bump is probably esports, uh, competitive video gaming. I mean, that's something you can do from home. And uh, I already know now, like, so um, Steam, which is a service through which people play video games is experiencing pretty much like all-time highs for, for people gaming right now. So obviously, you know, that's different from traditional sports, but it is competition, and I think some people will even gravitate towards that. Uh, so just kind of wrapping things up here, uh, you mentioned that uh, you've got some some future episodes coming up of Baseball Bits that I'm definitely excited about. I know some of our listeners are going to be excited about it. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you were starting to dabble a little bit with more on-camera stuff. Are we going to see more of uh, more of Bailey on camera as opposed to just hearing your voice in the future? Right. Well, um, most recent video I uploaded was um, part one of my spring training trip. Uh, I, thankfully, I was able to do that uh, just before everything got shut down, basically. So I went to Twins and Rays Camp uh, down in Florida. Part two is coming out uh, in just a couple days, and... Um, yeah, um, that would be all the you know on camera content I have for now. But you never know. Maybe I could intersperse baseball bits with some cutaway gags. I, I haven't really thought about it, but you know it's my first sort of foray into that kind of work, and it was fun. I, I interviewed some pro ball players, including uh, Brendan McKay of the Rays, who is a two way player, uh, and we talked about that with him. So yeah, I'm you know it was fun to work on that project, and um, but that'll be out you know within a few days and. And from then, I don't really know. I'm definitely going to focus on baseball bits for the time being. Are we going to get more style tips from you on Twitter? Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm always going to try to uh, invest my time into finding cool new ways to wear accessories. And, um, you know, the, Rome wasn't built in a day. And so you have to give me some time in the lab to really experiment. But if I, if I find something, I'll definitely let you all know. YouTuber and uh, baseball bit series runner on Foolish Baseball Bailey, and also fashion tip master. Uh, one, I got two more questions for you. First off, are you a Braves fan? I've noticed in your Twitter that you wear a Braves hat. Are you an Atlanta Braves fan? Yes, I am. I grew up a Braves fan. You know, I was born in the mid '90s to you know Atlanta native parents. So I've, all my life, I've been a baseball fan, a Braves fan. And then my final question is, I know that you just recent, recently opened up a Patreon page, so let's just encompass this all. Where can people find you? Yeah, so, I mean, the three main ways uh, you could reach out to me would be, you know, via YouTube, youtube.com slash Foolish Baseball. That's where, you know, I put all the videos up. Um, very active on Twitter as well. Twitter, uh, my Twitter at is at FoolishBB. And then if you know, if you like what you see on YouTube, you like what you see on Twitter, maybe you want to get some more bonus content out of me. Uh, you can go over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Foolish Baseball. And uh, for $5 a month, you'll unlock quite a bit of bonus content. But, um, you know, if you're just, uh, you know, trying to see what I do, check out YouTube first, see if you like it, and then go from there. 
YouTubeTalk.com at Foolish Baseball. 97,000 subs. Hopefully the next time we talk to you, you'll be at the millions. Baseball Bit is a <laughs> yeah, Baseball Bits is a fantastic series on your channel, Bailey. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about your love for David Fletcher and everything baseball-related. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And seriously, man, I really appreciate you taking the time. All right, thanks. Once again, I'd like to thank Bailey from Foolish Baseball for coming on. Go check out his channel, youtube.com slash Foolish Baseball. He's got a great series on there called Baseball Bits. They cover, or He covers a lot of different topics. It is a fantastic show, and there's a, it sounds like there's a lot of great stuff coming up, so keep an eye on that if you're a fan. If you really want to help him out, go to his Patreon, patreon.com slash Foolish Baseball, uh, and, and go support his channel. Go support him. Uh, go follow him on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, whatever else he's got out there, anything Foolish Baseball related, go like it, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Some great stuff going on over on that channel. I want to wrap some things up here. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, You can find us at Believe.com. That is the company's website, B-L-E-A-V.com. And on social medias at Believe Podcast. You can also, we've just started a Believe Sports Instagram page that's got all of our sports stuff condensed into one particular area. Go check out all the great sports shows we have here. We have shows that cover so many topics on this network. It is incredible what kind of topics we have. Uh, if you're interested in advertising, BLEAV.com. Uh, with that, my Instagram and, or not my Instagram, my Twitter is at intern underscore Phil. Again, I'm just going to continue to say this until somebody does it. The first person to tweet me a fan question, I will send you something angels related as long as I don't know you already or have had any kind of interaction with you. So those are the two, those are the two, uh, requirements to earn the prize. And, uh, I'm going to keep saying it until I get some sort of fan engagement. So with that, Next, uh, next, or actually later this week, I should say, I'll get an opportunity to talk with Ian Edward Nielsen of the Incline Podcast. He was on the show back in October. Well, a couple months have passed and some things have happened to the Dodgers, so I want to talk to him about that. Look for that on Thursday uh, or later this week. Uh, Jim will be back next week, and we've got a bunch of great stuff coming up. I know that baseball right now is on hiatus, and it is very, a very, very crappy time to be a sports fan, but I just want to say uh, I appreciate Everybody tuning into this show every week. I know that my recording schedule is probably the absolute worst, but I really appreciate everybody coming in and checking out. Once again, youtube.com slash foolish baseball. Go check out the baseball bit series on that channel. Go hit subscribe. Go check out the Patreon page and also uh, foolish baseball on Twitter. Bailey, once again, thank you very much, man. I seriously, seriously appreciate it. And I appreciate you for listening. We will see you later this week or next week or whenever. Whenever this show pops up, just listen to it. All right. And uh, I'm still bad at ending the show. So, uh, so bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.